Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the slip opinion syllabus from the Supreme Court of the United States decision in Hall v. Hall. Argued January 16th, 2018. Decided March 27th, 2018. Respondent Samuel Hall served as caretaker and legal advisor to his mother, Ethelyn Hall, a property owner in the United States Virgin Islands. After a falling out with Samuel, Ethelyn transferred her property into a trust and designated her daughter, Petitioner Elsa Hall, as her successor trustee. Ethelyn sued Samuel and his law firm over the handling of her affairs, the trust case. When Ethelyn died, Elsa took Ethelyn's place as trustee and plaintiff. Samuel later filed a separate complaint against Elsa in her individual capacity, the individual case. On Samuel's motion, the district court consolidated the trust and individual cases under Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 42A. The district court held a single trial of the consolidated cases. In, in the individual case, the jury returned a verdict for Samuel, but the district court granted Elsa a new trial. In the trust case, the jury returned a verdict against Elsa, and she filed a notice of appeal from the judgment in that case. Samuel moved to dismiss the appeal on jurisdictional grounds, arguing that the judgment in the trust case was not final and appealable because his claims against Elsa remained unresolved in the individual case. The Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit agreed and dismissed the appeal. The Supreme Court held, reversed and remanded. When one of several cases consolidated under Rule 42A is finally decided, that decision confers upon the losing party an immediate right to appeal, regardless of whether any of the other consolidated cases remain pending. Title 28 U.S.C. 1291 vests the Court of Appeals with jurisdiction over appeals from all final decisions of the District Court, except those directly appealable to this Court. Under 1291, any litigant armed with a final judgment from a lower federal court is entitled to take an appeal. See Arizona v. Manny Penny. Here, an appeal would normally lie from the judgment in the trust case, but Samuel argues that because the trust and individual cases were consolidated under Rule 42A2, they merged and should be regarded as one case, such that the judgment in the trust case was merely interlocutory and not appealable before the consolidated cases in the aggregate are finally resolved. Rule 42A2 provides that if actions before the court involve a common question of law or fact, the court may consolidate the actions. Meaning of the term consolidate in this context is ambiguous, but the term has a legal lineage stretching back to at least the first federal consolidation statute enacted by Congress in 1813, later codified as Statute 921 and 28 U.S.C. 734. That history makes clear that one of multiple cases consolidated under the rule retains its independent character, at least to the extent it is appealable when finally resolved, regardless of any ongoing proceedings in the other cases. Under the Consolidation Statute, which was in force for 125 years until its replacement by Rule 42A, consolidation was understood 
not as completely merging the constituent cases into one, but as enabling a more efficient case management while preserving the distinct identities of the cases and rights of the separate parties in them. See Rich v. Lambert or Mutual Life Insurance versus Hillman or Stone v. United States. Just five years before Rule 42A became law, the court reiterated that under the Consolidation Statute, consolidation did not result in the merger of constituent cases. Johnson v. Manhattan Arc Co. This body of law supports the inference that prior to Rule 42A, a judgment completely resolving one of several consolidated cases was immediately appealable final decision. Rule 42A was expressly modeled on the consolidation statute because the rule contained no definition of consolidate, the term presumably carried forward from the same meaning ascribed to it under the statute and reaffirmed in Johnson. Samuel, nonetheless, asserts that consolidate took on a different meaning under Rule 42A. He describes the rule as permitting two forms of consolidation, consolidation for limited purposes and consolidation for all purposes. He locates textual authority for the former in a new provision, subsection A1, which permits the courts to join for hearing or trial any or all matters at issue in the actions. And he contends that subsection A2, so as not to be superfluous, must permit the merger of cases that have been consolidated for all purposes into a single undifferentiated case. But the narrow grant of authority in subsection A1 cannot fairly be read as the exclusive source of a district court's power to consolidate cases for limited purposes, because there is much more to litigation than hearings or trials. Instead, that undisputed power must stem from a subsection A2 that defeats Samuel's argument in interpreting subsection A2 to adopt the traditional understanding of consolidation would render it duplicative of subsection A1, and that subsection A2 therefore must permit the courts to merge actions into a single unit. Moreover, a Federal Rules Advisory Committee would not take a term that had long meant the separate actions do not merge into one and silently and abruptly reimagine the same term to mean that they do. Nothing in the pertinent committee proceedings supports proceedings supports notion that Rule 42A was meant to overturn the settled understanding of a consolidation. The committee simply commented Rule 42A is based upon its statutory predecessor, but insofar as the statute differs from this rule, it is modified. Advisory Committee's Notes, 1937 Adoption of Federal Rule Civil Procedure 42A, 28 U.S.C. 887, limited the extent to which this court has addressed consolidation since the adoption of Rule 42A. Confirms that the traditional understanding remains in place. See Bank Marcazi v. Peterson. Butler v. Dexter. This decision does not mean that district courts may not consolidate cases for all purposes in appropriate circumstances, but constituent re cases retain their separate identities, at least to the extent that the final decision is in one is immediately appealable by the losing party. 
Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. Thank you.